Hi guys, welcome to Dance Mayor's Podcast, your place to learn more about the dance industry. We are very excited to be on the countdown to Christmas. It's not long now. And I'm certain that many dancers are hoping for a certain Diva Dolly product to be under their tree. Which is why we are very excited to be teaming up with the amazing Simone at Diva Dolly Australia to give away another amazing Prima duffel bag. These bags are absolutely fantastic. They fit so much in them and have so many pockets to keep everything organised. And they come in some brand new and exciting colours. We want to help you guys out to provide something special under that Christmas tree. So we are giving away a fantastic Prima duffel bag to one lucky dancer. Head over to our Instagram page to enter and make sure you follow Diva Dolly Australia to stay up to date with all their new products. Now moving on to today's guest... I think you, Charlie, have something a little bit similar with today's guest. I know you might not be getting much sleep because you're excited about Christmas and your end-of-year concert. Well, today's guest isn't getting too much sleep at the moment either. You do tell me that as a baby I used to keep you up all night. Yes, I hope that baby Yumi is a slightly better sleeper for new dad and mum, Katie and Will Sanchez. She is the absolutely cutest thing though. Some things are worth waking up for. We were lucky enough to chat to Katie back in episode 54 and to Today we bring you a chat with her very talented and perhaps a little sleep deprived husband, Will Sanchez. This interview was recorded before baby Yumi arrived, but I'm sure you will agree it is absolutely heart melting to hear his love for his daughter before she was even born. Will Sanchez is proof that dance can be so much more than a hobby or sport. By his admission, it is dance and the people who brought it into his life that changed his pathway dramatically and saved him from the slippery slope he was on. Growing up in the Bronx, he discovered dance to his mentor, the legendary Crazy Legs. Under his guidance, Will managed to travel the world dancing at festivals and competitions. Now living in Australia, he continues to dance, model, and now pursue his other love of cooking. Welcome, Will. Hi, Will. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be here. Now, Will, you are married to one of our recent guests on the show, the delightful Katie Sanchez. What is it like being married to someone else in the dance business? It's fun. (laughs) It's really fun. I like it. And we both have the same schedule. We're in it now. Freedom. Yeah, I love it. Do you ever have creative disagreements? Nah, never. No, I mean, it's, it's different with us because I'm a break dancer. You know, she's a commercial dancer, so it's pretty different. So you try to keep yeah, to your I'm own fun. genre? You don't give each other feedback? Nah, not at all. It's all positive feedback. <laughs> That's very supportive. You're doing the good husband role there. I try. I try. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. I, I really stick by that. Was it dance that first brought you together? Yes, it was. I got flown here to Australia 2008-2009 to dance festival down in Coffs Harbour and we met a mutual friend, probably know him, Travis Ross, out in Coffs Harbour and then yeah, he introduced us and then we did long distance for a year and then I came back here and I was stuck, never went back home. <laughs> Do you like living in Australia? I love this country. Even now, it's been, what, 11 years now, I still, like, love this place so much. This is very, very cool. And I told my friend, every American that comes here now, I'm like, you're never going back home. And then a few years later, they're like, yeah, you're never going back home. This place gets you. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's usually Australians wanting to get dance experience go over to America for opportunities. I know, and I'm, it's, I'm still, like, shocked by that because it's so tough there. Yeah, right. And here, it's, like, it's easy here. Like, it's great. It's such a good country. Is it a tough gig to get over there, dancing? 
very hard. Like, yeah, even right. me, like, there's a million of me out there. There's so much competition where I get it, though. You know, Australians in America, you're, you're exotic. Same with me. I'm exotic here, and it, it works. But it's just the competition is so, so much more out there. It's huge. So where did your love of dance first start, Will? It started in the Bronx in New York City. I had this, you know, this well-known breakdancer, old-school breakdancer by the name of Crazy Legs. He decided to give back to the community in 1995 and started teaching breakdancing two classes a week. I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, oh, let me just throw well, my brother did it first. One day came back and did like this move. And I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, it's breakdancing. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I wasn't even excited. I just wanted to do what he did. Went there. First day, just never looked back. Like, that was it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's all I wanted to do. Now, what was your childhood like growing up in the Bronx? It was rough. We, my family didn't have a lot of money. But, you know, it was fun, though. I mean, you know, we got to play in the streets and play. We played a lot of baseball, football. But, yeah, it was just a money thing. But besides that, it was, pretty, it was a fun childhood. Yeah, good time. I have a brother and a sister and lots and lots and lots and lots of cousins. Like, lots and lots of cousins. So, my family's called the Muchos, which means... A lot because so many of us. <laughs> and did you all grow up together? Everyone was five, ten minute walk if that. Or like in New York City, train rides are nothing. So you can get to someone in five minutes with like five, ten miles away. What did dancing mean to you growing up? Actually, it meant a lot. Dancing saved me because I got to the point where I was going down a bad path, you know, even when I was younger. And then um, I got introduced to dancing and then I didn't want to be in the neighborhood. All I wanted to be was in that studio and just train and train and train. All, like I said, when I tell you it was seven days a week, 24 hours a day, I, that's all I want to do is dance. So yeah, definitely saved me big time. So you were undergoing a lot of dance training. Was it all hip hop? Yes, at the time, yes, it was. I only started, and I mean, I, I can't even say I do all the styles. It's just in Australia, to work, I had to, you know, kind of pick up a little bit of Corey, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But in America, when I was back home, it was just break dancing. Like and at what age did you move to Australia? I think I was 26 when I moved here. Had you been working as a dancer in America before you came over? So, yeah, but not like here in Australia. So mm-hmm. in America, I was doing, uh, I was a street performer. I was a busker. I started just dancing down in Times Square and then I met this guy and he started helping me and just like, oh, let's just travel all over the world. I was like, really? You can do that? He goes, yeah, do what we do. So I was just traveling the world, just being a busker, just a street performer. Then when I moved here and I met Katie, she got me into the whole world of doing, you know, like commercial world. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I can do TV commercials. I can do music videos. This is very, very cool. And I got into that here. What is life like as a street performer? It's incredible. Because, like, no one expects what we do. Like, we get to travel the world and the money is great. Like, yeah, right. the money is great. But you wouldn't expect it. You no. see a street performer, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll give him a few bucks. We've got a crowd of, you know, two, three, four hundred people. Do the math. It's pretty amazing. And, like I said, the best part is traveling where you meet so many different people. Like, I love it. I honestly really, really love street performing. The only part is my body's taking of eating because <laughs> now I do a one man show yeah right and you have to do all the work <laughs> I do all the work so it's like what I was doing with a crew I'm still doing it by myself and it's a you know it's a 35 40 minute show so it's hard on the body and I mean ain't no spring chicken anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> now you've danced alongside people like Kanye Neo Sierra can you tell us some of your career highlights career 
highlights. So now we're going to go back to what I was saying, street performing. That's my career highlight is the street performing. It's, and like, it's hard for no people. They don't, even Katie don't understand, but then I have to tell them now she understands, but it's just like festivals, like Buskers Festival. There's some massive, massive Buskers Festival. And I did one of them back in 2009 in Ireland, which is like the biggest Buskers Festival in the world. And that's for the most money you make in a show, the biggest crowds you have. Like you can have, I'm talking thousands and thousands of people at one time watching a show. Those are career highlights for me. It's all the big festivals. And we've done it with my previous group back in the United States. We've done the big blows and I'm like, accomplished it, did it, done it, won it. <laughs> Can you tell us about your Beat the Streets crew? When I came and I first met Katie, I said, oh, in order, when I come back there, I want to start a crew. Like, because I was leaving my crew back home in America. I said, oh, kind of, I wasn't open to the solo thing yet. That was scary. I would never thought about that. So I said, I want to start a crew. And then I just got a few guys to work with me down at Manly Beach. And then I said, when I come back, I want Let's put a little crew together and I'm going to show you guys how to make some money. Came back here and did like two weeks with these boys and they were like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is good. Now I know why you like this. And we were together for quite a few years and it was really, really fun. Who have been your greatest inspirations? The guy that actually saved my life. Well, there's two. There's crazy like the one that introduced me into dance and then the guy that said, do what you do. We can travel with this. The guy that introduced me into busking. His name is Julio Santiago. Go stage name is Clown. And he's my biggest inspiration. Like, he knew the deeper side. He knew what was going on and what I was doing. He said, I need to get you out of here. You're going to get into big trouble. If you just listen to me, you can see the world. You can meet so many people. And I said, cool. I didn't even know the guy. I talk, spoke to my mom one day. My mom didn't know me. She said, yep, take him out of here. She knew. And since then, like, yeah, he's my big inspiration. Like, if it wasn't for him, I would definitely wouldn't be here. Wouldn't make me yet. Who knows what I would been doing right now. Does your family still live in the same area? Yeah, in the Bronx. Yeah. Well, my brother just moved to Japan. Wow, he's so close now. Yeah, right, Japan. Man. Yeah, he's married to a Japanese woman. Is it a hard thing to avoid going down that path when you live in that area? Very hard. That's the thing. And you don't realise it because those are all your friends. Mm-hmm. So you want to be part of that crew. You want to be making you. And the thing with New York is to hustle. You always want to make money. No matter what you're doing, you want to make money. And that's what I do now. I hustle. I guess when my New York mentality comes in because I like to hustle. But when you're there, you're just going to do what everyone does. Yeah. And my whole family's like that. Like they just hustle. And you get into a lot of trouble because of that. And that's why I have to get out. I'm glad I got out because I would do whatever it takes to make money. If you had to pinpoint your biggest challenges, would breaking free of that cycle be one of them? Yeah, 100%. Have there been any other challenges you've faced? That would be the biggest one for me. Yeah, and of course, like, you know, leaving the family, coming all the way to the side of the world, that's my part. So predominantly now, given normal situation, not COVID situation, what would you normally be doing now for work? Busking. It's a great schedule. I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I got off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Also, you know, doing a few TV commercials and castings here and there, but yeah, mainly busking. Do you enjoy traveling for dance? Love it. <laughs> so this whole dance, this is what I love about Like, I mean, both me and Katie, we just love traveling and then traveling and getting paid at the same time. I mean, come on. You know, I've got to see some pretty, pretty cool places because of dancing. What would be your favorite place you've traveled to? When there's so many, one I can say, definitely Japan. I love Japan because I go with Katie. She knows Tokyo really well. Japan. I really, really love Switzerland. I think Switzerland is beautiful. Very expensive, but it's beautiful. Yeah, I think Japan would probably be my, my place. Now, you say you love busking. Do you ever find it a little bit scary or a bit difficult jumping from job to job and not having a consistent sort of paycheck coming in? Yeah. I do. The thing with busking is, yes, it's fun, 
but it has its ups and downs. Like when it's great, it's great. And when it's bad, the biggest thing for us is weather. Weather's terrible, you know, especially here in Australia. We get those a month of rain. We're not working for a month. All if there's something going on at Dolly, because I work at Darling Harbor. We don't usually don't notice. We get there, we're thinking, oh, Saturday's going to make so much money pumping. And we get there, there's an event on that Saturday's gone. So it's so up and down and it gets tiring. Or, which happened to me last year, you get excited. I fly to Switzerland for a two-day festival, rain for two days straight. I'm on a plane longer than I'm in Switzerland. Oh, no. You, you know, that's just the up and downs. And it happens a lot. It happens to everyone. You just got to just let it go. It just happens. So how do you deal with that? Have you got the mentality of you just ride it like a wave? That's it. You just ride it. You just make the best of it. And most of when something like that happens, you just go, I'm here. There's 500 performers. You go and you mingle. You mingle and you go, okay, cool. We're all in this together. I'll get you to my... Because there's a lot of us that people here that are looking for performers they go to these festivals and you're like yep cool i'll get you to my festival or maybe i'll get you back to this festival and you just gotta just let's say it happened nothing you can do about it you can't control the weather and i mean me again new york hustle i was still doing shows in the rain you gotta do what you gotta do how has the recent health crisis affected you and impacted on your working life terrible absolutely destroyed me i haven't worked like busting since I did the LA Fringe Festival, so my last day of busing was the 15th of March. I work on tourists, I mean 100% tourists, even just audience. In Darling Harbour, I walked there the other day and it was completely dead. Mm. There was nothing there. I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to do a show, a busing show. Yeah, that's true because there's no gathering in public really, is there? nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, even for busking, even the 1.5 rule, like you can get away with it, but with busking, I need audience, I need volunteers, yeah. and now my volunteers are not allowed to touch. That's my show, like that's my comedy in the show. It's, 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 yeah, it's hard. I have to find ways, I have to co- pretty much come up with new show, a corona show, that's what I want to come up with. <laughs> How do you manage to cope with such a difficult situation? Just stay positive and just hope that this will be over soon. But I mean, I'm kind of happy that, you know, casting is back on. So me and Katie, we just did a um, commercial together recently and I'm like, oh, you know, it's getting a little bit better. So we're just hoping. But I am looking at just working at 9 to 5 now. It's time, you know, i got a baby on the way, so things got to change a little bit. How do you keep your show fairly fresh? Are you redoing it all the time normally? No, see, the thing with busking is you just, you add to it. Once you get a solid show, it mm-hmm. works, then you just add. So then you go, well, I have a rule. If I've got new material, I'll add it into the show, give it two weeks. The easiest part is you have your crowd there. The audience in the street don't like it, it's not going to work. But I like to give it two weeks, add it in. Two weeks works and you just keep adding. So you just you would start 15, 20-minute show and in, a, let's say, a year or two, you got a 45, 15-minute show. So you always add. And then once you got a lockdown, you know that show worked anywhere in the world. That's how, yeah, most people do. I mean... A lot of people do every five years they come to a new show. I'm like, you're crazy. You <laughs> broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, if it works, keep it. That's it, just keep it. Apart from hip hop, what would be your next favorite style? I'm Puerto Rican, you know. We love a little salsa dancing in the living room, so I would have to say salsa for sure. <laughs> I was so sure it was going to be ballet. <laughs> What do you think is the foundation to becoming a good break dancer or hip hopper? Just training. Like, you can't avoid it. Like, once you start, it's such a fun dance. It's just training, like, every day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like, I'll be in bed trying to go to sleep, and it's just, I got moves coming up. And it's just, like, constantly, you just can't stop. What sort of training do you do now to always be ready for opportunities? Training, no, because it really, like, I had to do a show the other day, and I was in pain for three days. I couldn't believe how sore I was. 
was. Like, I was like, this is shocking. But, you know, running is still great, going to the gym, like, things like that. But actually, dance training, mm-hmm, not this guy. It hurts. <laughs> it really, really hurts. And busking is training. When you go on busking, that's your training pretty much every day. Why do you like dancing as part of a crew? You got people to feed off, you know? It's just, when you're a solo show, it, it gets lonely sometimes, you know? And not even lonely. I'd say it's just because you're always with performance. It's the motivation to go, oh, I should do this next show now. With a crew that's always going to be, especially we had a crew of five, there was always that one person that go, come on, let's do this. Let's, we're here. Let's make it work. Like, yep, all right. And then brings everything up. When you're by yourself, once you hit that wall, that's it. It's over. And you're just like, you, you already told yourself, I'm going home. It's not <laughs> happening. Especially when you're in your hometown. If I'm in Sydney, it's like, oh, I'm tired now. How many shows would you normally do in a day? With the crew or by myself? On your own now. On my mm-hmm. own three four on a good day like i said with the crew we could get a 10 yeah right and we just keep on pumping because everyone's going you know you got people to feed off when you're by yourself like i said once you're tired it's over like it's so hard it's really really hard now if you're dancing at darling harbour you're dancing on concrete pretty much concrete does that take its toll on your body big time like i'm broken (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is it's not just darling harbour like i've been doing it on concrete since i was 12 and also the everything is like breaking down right now and i'm just like and it was my fault i didn't take stretching and all that really serious i'm like it's about breakdance and all about journalists as soon as you get there you hear the music or you see the crowd you're like yeah it's on and i'll do a 30 second stretch i'm like yeah that's good and i wish i stretched i really wish that was one of those i just stretched all the time because i'm really feeling it now how long do you think you'll keep going for how long do i think i could keep going for maybe two years how long i would love to go for 10 years like i would love to keep i don't want to stop it's just my body that's destroying me but i I love it so much but yeah i just don't think i can go on for that long do you have any hidden talents yeah i mean i don't want to i'm a great hook you know I mean, that's the least what my wife thinks. She thinks I'm a great cook. <laughs> but I think I am. I think I, that's the, the next journey, hopefully, would be a food truck. Okay. Yeah. After dancing, it's going to be a food truck. What's your specialty? I love Puerto Rican food, but since I just love fried chicken and burgers. I love it so much. Like, I, I don't think you've ever met anyone that loves fried chicken like me. <laughs> that's not so good for the body as you get older. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> just the worst <laughs> you have a very exciting event happening this year how are you feeling about becoming a dad oh i'm pumped i've been pumped since i was 26 since <laughs> i met katie i've just been patiently waiting i'm like you let me know when you're ready but i can't i'm excited to be a dad i mean all my friends know and i don't get the oh my god congratulations that's amazing i get the oh my god finally <laughs> how happy are you oh yeah I'm, I'm very excited what are you most excited for with that journey i mean it depends i got if it's a boy, you know, I'm excited to go, like, fishing, a little camping, you know, doing boy stuff, you know. If it's a girl, I'm excited to have my little princess, daddy's little girl, like, all those little things, you know. Are you excited to learn how to do hair and makeup? And <laughs> Oh, that's, you know. I mean, my brother doesn't. He's pretty, my brother cuts his own daughter's hair. He's oh. like, you gotta learn it. And I'm like, but Katie's like, you never cut our daughter's hair. I'm like, hey. Oh, yeah, I guess I got to learn all those things. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. What makes you most worried or nervous? Good question. Oh, if I was in America, I would have tons of things to be, you know, worried and nervous. Yeah, and um, when you have a girl, you know, you're going to worry about having, I think it's different when you have a girl and you have a boy. When you have a girl, you have the whole, when she grows up, she's a teenager, oh, I'm going to have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's a boy, yeah, I don't, I mean, just hope he's, you know, hangs around the right people. If you could give your child one piece of advice growing up, what would it be? Believe in yourself, really commit to what you do, and 
and try everything, try everything. Don't just try one thing. I wish I tried everything. What are your plans and goals for the future? Food truck. I'm hoping to, you know, get a normal nine to five in the next like few weeks, but then eventually the ultimate dream would be a food truck, my own food truck. Chef in the hood. Don't forget one word. <laughs> That's going to be the name? That's the name. I have, we have an Instagram. It's a Chef from the Hood Instagram, and you can see all the cooking and everything on there now. And it was Chef from the Hood. Chef from the Hood, one word. Okay, good. We'll check it out. Well, Will, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Lovely to meet you guys. Lovely to meet Bye. you too. Thanks, Will. Thanks so much for joining us, Will, and for sharing your incredible story. Proof that dance means so much to so many people. And also that your life is what you make of it. As hard as your situation may seem, there are ways to break free of it. And how important is it to find a mentor or someone you look up to? And how awesome is it to think that by offering to be that mentor role in someone's life, you might actually be changing their lives for the better. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to get your entries in for our Diva Dolly giveaway. We're so excited. And head over to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher to check out all of our previous episodes. Remember, listen, love, learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.